This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Before we begin today's episode, has everyone checked out our sit down with Whitney Rose yesterday? Because that's really where the chat begins. So listen to yesterday's episode. We start at the beginning with Whitney and now a continuation of that. Let's just close out Salt Lake, right guys? Listen to part two right now of our chat with Whitney Rose. Who do you think has changed the most like throughout this whole process? You or I guess someone else? Uh, and it could be a positive change or a negative change. I think that I've, I've probably grown the most, but Heather's right there with me in a positive way. Um, I've really seen a lot of her insecurities become strengths. Um, and she alluded to that at the reunion too, that yeah. she didn't think anyone would be interested in her life either. And just, you know, as like a mom and a single mom and just having broken away from the church, but she seemed to find her voice too. Yeah. Who do you think changed for the worst? Lisa. She just got nastier. Like, it's so funny because she goes around saying that everyone else is here to be famous, but she's the only one talking about it. Like it, it went to her head and she she's actually progressively gotten worse towards me. Like, I think that she's gotten more of her negative strengths or negative sides that I, I witnessed from her have gotten worse. Like just as far as coming after you. Like the manipulations, the lies, the curation, the fakeness. What about, let's talk about Mary. I mean, (laughs) well, you could take a sip of wine. That's okay. That's allowed. Lots of people like to drink here behind the velvet rope. I'm sorry I have coffee tonight. Huh? I should have asked if that was okay. Sorry. It's more than okay. You just keep drinking. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, well, I mean, is Mary just, I mean, I asked this, I think to Meredith, like, is Mary crazy? Is she misunderstood? Again, don't shoot the messenger. Like, I mean, I, I understand the messenger gets shot, but like, Talk to me about Mary. Like, is she just misunderstood? Yes. She's, well, she's everything that you said. She's, she, Mary's out there. She's a wild card. And she is unpredictable. Um, but in a lot of ways, she is so misunderstood. And I think that it's because it's a product of her environment. Like, I think that Mary has put up so many walls because of what she's been through, you know, marrying her step-grandfather, inheriting her grandmother's church and fortune and everything. Like, it, it kind of makes sense when you get to know her, because Mary is actually very, is actually very smart and wise. And like, she does have a lot of like amazing qualities, but she gets so like wrapped up in her walls that she just comes across as like, 
crazy, if you will. Like, it's hard for me to explain this because I love Mary and I do respect her as a woman and she's been a good friend to me. But it is difficult because I find myself having to defend a lot of things with her and it just breaks my heart because I know it's because she's defending herself. Like she just put up a lot of walls. I mean, I guess, because what, everyone in the world, I mean, even before the show, I would imagine everyone in the community or around her had some opinion about her marrying her grandfather. I mean, when you hear that, everyone has the same reaction. And can you imagine that that's how people first judge you? Like you, that's what you lead with, right? Like that, that has to be so difficult. There must be something wrong with me. I'm just like, it never really went there for me. Like as, oh, this is really shocking. I, I know that sounds, I mean, it, it is, but it's not. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I guess it is. But then, I don't know. There's a lot of other things that have happened in the last 15 years in Housewives land that are Well, and I think, I think that you're, you probably had the ability to hear step grandfather, right? Right. So that is like... It is different. And, you know, he was a lot younger than her grandmother. And honestly, arranged marriage, arranged marriages are common in like a lot of places in the world, right? It's not, it's just not common in Salt Lake City, even though we come from a past of polygamy and multiple wives. And even though Lisa denies it, there's a huge swinger community here. Well, here I am earlier on the show thinking I heard that you're brother and sister are married. So really, I, I'm one to blame too, that I misheard that. And I'm like, what? what no, about brother and sister are not Right, married. but that's what I mean. Like, but I, they're not, but I heard that and I heard it incorrectly. So, I mean, that is a stereotype, you know, of, so I think maybe, like, I think if this, if that were Mary's situation, maybe like somewhere else, I just think people then, it brings up the Mormon stereotype and what goes on in Utah. It just brings up all that, I think. Yeah. But it is a step, yes. Right, so I mean, that would make sense if everyone's talking about you for many years that you would just put up walls. Yeah, I will say this about Mary. She um, she is very, very quick to speak her mind. She has no filter. And, and sometimes it can come across as rude or condescending or feels like she's tearing you down. But that woman, that woman forgives. Mary forgives faster than anyone I've ever known. Like, it's almost like she comes at you, but then she gets over it just as quickly. And I respect that about her because we're able to, like, maintain a relationship because nothing's held on to. And just move on. Yeah. But just, I, I, my worst nightmare is when Mary's mad at me. <laughs> Who's the worst, like, to have come at you? Like, Mary. is it Mary? It is really Mary? Yes. But you have to remember that... It's only going to last for a minute and she's going to get over it and then you're going to be fine. I'm kind of the same way. So I, I, I get it. I mean, I get over things. I don't really get mad, but when I do, it's mad and then I'm over it like within a minute. I'm like, I have another problem over here. So it, this is fine. Let me move on. That's such a good character trait. I do. It's like, I mean, unless you really come at me and it's like, you know what it is? I get mad in like business. Like when it comes to business and stuff, if you're like affecting with my business, I will come after you. But personally, I mean, you could say anything about me. There's like, I don't know. I can't even think of a situation when I would truly get mad at something personal. Yeah. Are you like that with your friends? Like you're just 
kind of easygoing until someone crosses the line. Yes. And then, you know, if you really want to cross the line and make this some like business thing, then yeah, I will like go into psycho mode and see red and I will, whatever I'm working on will be put aside and you will be my main project and there will be, (laughs) I will go there. But short of that, it's like, I can't think of anything that would really get me that mad. See, I'm like, I'm kind of like that too. Like I, it takes a lot for me to get upset and I still like have degrees of upset. Like I can be really mad and people don't even realize it just because of my voice. And, but trust me, you do not want me to see red. Yeah. Like when I see, like I, I would like, if I'm mad enough to make, and I want to make a point, I go too far and then I always regret it. Me too. Like I'll throw myself into the fire just to have you burn. Like I'll burn. That's just how I am. Like I will take myself down if I have to. Yeah. No, I mean, I'll like, I'll sleep outside on the lawn to prove a point. (laughs) Have you ever done that? Um, not the lawn, but I have definitely like done my fair share of storming out of the house and slamming every door (laughs) and acting like I wasn't going to come home. But then I'm like a baby. I'm like, I'm going to just go to the couch. (laughs) You're right. You're like, I'm just going to sleep on the couch. Well, speaking of sleeping on the front lawn, were you shocked at the reunion? Like when Mary admitted that like her and her husband sleep in separate beds? No, I wasn't shocked. I kind of assumed that one because I've been in Mary's room and there is no room on her bed (laughs) I mean she has her handbags next to her (laughs) so uh and two I mean Robert Sr. is you know older now like I I just don't I it didn't like click I never imagined them being in the same bed ever so, I mean, because I'm picturing this, I'm picturing, so Mary's closet, which we've all seen, and then I'm picturing a bed and like a thousand, so she sleeps with the handbags and the bed. I mean, maybe she just had them laid out because she was like planning outfits, but I did laugh because I'm like, you can see where she sleeps and then the rest of her room, which is ginormous, is covered in clothes and shoes and handbags. That woman's closet is insane. That's what I'm picturing. I mean, listen, I don't have anything against sleeping yeah. with handbags. Like, if you no. have a big bed, just bring everything. In. Like, that makes sense. No, but to be honest, my first Chanel, I put it on my nightstand because I was like, I got to take very good care of you. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. And I mean, at least Mary has, like, her bed with the closet. It's all, like, it's all Mary, right there, right? Mary's whole life is her closet. <laughs> she has good... Who do you think has the best fashion sense out of this whole group? Like taking yourself out of the equation. Yeah, because I don't think it's me. Not yet. And so Mary has the nicest pieces for sure. Like from from just a collection standpoint, hands down Mary. She has everything. Um, and But I don't think that she always puts them together in the best way. However, she dresses to her mood and I love that. And she owns it. Um, I could see that. Lisa has pretty good style, I'd say. Um, she always looks nice. I mean, she's loves her late, like she's kind of like a label whore, <laughs> you know, and a price dropper and brand dropper. Um, but Meredith always is like timeless and classy. So I think Meredith, I love her pantsuits. They work. 
Yeah. I mean, she's yeah. Like stunning without it and like effortlessly glamorous. Yeah. I, I would, I, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree with like all of that actually. What about, were you shocked when Mary said, I mean, I don't think it makes a difference at this point, but like when it came up that like her grandfather didn't have a will and then it's Im- implying, you know, now people could imply that, you know, she wasn't the one to take over the church and it's really her word versus whoever. And she's like a gold digger and got her grandfather because it came with money. I mean, that's what's now going around. Or were you even just shocked that like there was no will or that's neither here nor there? I guess, I guess the reason I'm sitting here staring at you like dumbfounded is because I don't know what to believe because none of it makes sense. And there are so many different stories going around and some of them have, you know, um, proof, if you will. But yeah, I I don't know what to believe on that one because in one one breath, she's saying that she inherited everything. And then the next is that there wasn't a will. So I don't, I don't know. What what do you think? (laughs) I don't, I really, I truly just don't know what to like, make of it i mean i was just kind of like well i mean i think i guess it's different there's a different outcome versus a or b but again i don't know like when something happens in the past i'm just like well what's the difference at this point it's been so many years i mean i guess it's the whole root of how this came to be you could argue it is a huge difference but here we are many years later so what does it really matter yeah exactly i mean it it really it doesn't have any weight with the outcome anymore but it's a fascinating story it's a fascinating story yeah and and um i hope that we get an opportunity for mary to share more of it what about yes i agree with that what about this I mean, I was, I I kind of understood what Mary was saying, but look, I mean, as you probably realize after one season of being on the housewives or maybe even before, you know, at least 50% of what goes on on the show or any show is not on the show. It's on social media. Mm -hmm. So what about the whole viral audio that we all heard of Mary saying, you know, these people are poor and I wish they gave more money and I need Chanel. And I'm, yes, I am paraphrasing. I don't know if this is exactly what was said, you know, and if they're not poor, they're cheap and cheap is worse than poor. That was very difficult for me to listen to as Mary's friend, because I always want to give her the benefit of the, the doubt. Right. But that was, that was like cringeworthy, very difficult to listen to. And when she admits that it's her, she admits that it's her voice, but then she has give some context to the situation. I want to believe her, but I could not get past what I heard. I mean, did you understand her rationale? Cause I didn't. No, no. In fact, that's probably something I want to talk to Mary about. Um, Because I want to understand it so that I'm not blindly defending her all the time. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I just want to understand more what she meant when she was reading from the Bible. Or isn't that what she said? That she was like quoting a scripture or something? 
But I didn't know they had Chanel, you know, 2000 BC. (laughs) Seriously. I mean, I think she was trying to say that she was saying, giving a lecture to somebody about what you shouldn't say and what's not appropriate. But I guess they just cut the beginning part of that off that led into that. Because, I mean, that's what I thought she was trying to say, but that didn't necessarily make sense to me. And then I remember her... Again, maybe this didn't make it to air, but I do remember her quoting a scripture while she was explaining this. She was trying to explain a scripture, um, talking about material things, but I don't know. I think that this is something that I should probably ask her about because, I mean, the poor woman just sets herself up for a lot of speculation. Yeah, I mean, like, that was a thing. I was like, I don't know how you can, I don't know, I don't know. Oh, I I mean, there's been so many things, and I want to be a good friend to her, and I want to support her, but it's very hard to understand some of these situations that we hear about. Well, you have this discussion with her, and then, you know, you can text me or... Yes, I will let you know. Let me know. What about, you know... Being a true fan of Housewives, you've seen, you know, Kyle and Lisa Vanderpump fall out. Reza and MJ, they were friends for 30 years. They're no longer friends. Vicky, Tamara. Friends, right? Reza and MJ? To my understanding, yeah. The last time they were on Watch What Happens Together with like a bunch of people, it didn't seem like they were such friends. Breaks my heart. I mean, yeah. That's like, I mean, that's the thing. Like when it's real, like that's 30 years of like high school friends that are now not friends. And like, even like Vicky and Tamara with Shannon, Jill and Bethany. Yeah, somehow Reza and MJ bothers me almost the most, but that's just me. But there are other examples. So are you afraid that in any way, shape or form this could happen with you and Heather? So it's funny because we talk about it. Um, we, we understand that that's pretty, probably going to be a situation that will challenge us at some point. We understand that that's just part of the process when you're doing reality TV and you're really like, but you have a real friendship, but then there's all this drama. So Heather and I have, yes, we're concerned about it, but we are so committed to being honest and real with each other that I think Heather and I could seriously get through anything. You do. Yeah, because just because the the blood, like just the blood connection and like what our family went through as Mormon pioneers. I know this sounds so cheesy, but I'm going to bring it no. back to this. Our family gave up everything that they had for what they believed in and walked across the United States of America with hand carts, like with women, children, Men, I mean, like, think of all the sacrifices made for what they, right? And Heather and I, we just joke that, like, so we're related through my grandpa, Lou, and her grandma, Myrtle, we're brother and sister. And we just always, like, we have this little pact of, like, Grandpa Lou and Myrtle, like, we got to stay true. But, yeah, I I don't doubt that there's going to be, you know, if we both are in here for the long haul, um, which I hope, (laughs) you know, I think... Yeah, well, I'm, I don't doubt that we'll have our relationship challenge. It's just the natural, it's almost like an MO, if you will. 
<laughs> yeah, and I don't even know if it's like the, I mean, this is just my own jaded view as a jaded New Yorker and someone that does this for a living. Like, I don't even know if it's like the drama in the group. I just think it's fame. Like, I know, I mean, you're like, after one season, you are as famous as you'll be after 10 seasons, basically, like everyone knows you. I mean, I always tell people, you shouldn't stay on the show for the fame. This is just my advice. You should stay on like for the, mo- the mo- it's money eventually. But if yeah. someone just wants fame, like you have it. One season, everyone still talks about, you know, Joe DeLarosa from, she was just on my show from season one from Orange County. But I feel like, I think that's what it is. That's what I think. I think fame gets in the way and people Absolutely. get big heads and it's not like on air. It's off air that you just, blow up after season three, four, five, six, right? Yeah, I could totally, I can, I can totally, that resonates with me. I totally can see that. The fame and then like, like what I've seen and heard about too, is just like the entitlement from the fame that can really, I think that's what gets in the way of friendships, marriages, all of it. But I made a pact with my husband that if that ever was, if my head was getting big, I'm getting out because I do not want to lose sight of who I am. Because even though I come across as weak and meek, I love that I love humanity and I love that I love people. I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> well, Meredith cried on the show. So and, if she did, you could. And as much as I love all of this, the glitz, the glamour, the fame, the, I, I am more interested in growing myself, growing my business and growing my impact on the world because with exposure comes power. And I just want to make sure that I use my power in ways that truly are meaningful and impactful for not only my family, but other people. And and the second that I get away from that, I'm done. Well, that's good because not everybody feels that way. And trust me, some days I just want to turn off my social media and delete it and be like, F this shit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I would like, like to turn off my social media most days. Yeah, I just, there's so much hate, so much hate in the world. And I just think that, with this comes a big responsibility is what I'm trying to say. And I'll admit it as important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate. I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order 
or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. I hope that Heather and I can stay strong because we're powerful together, right? Just don't let it go to your head, yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling so good today, and I honestly think it's because of the Care Of vitamins that I take every day. Care Of is a wellness brand that makes it so easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today and supports you long-term. It's so much fun. If you go to their website, you take their in-depth five-minute online quiz. It really is fun. It asks you questions about your diet, your lifestyle, your health concerns, so that they can help you address your specific wellness goals. Your wellness goals and diet goals are not going to be the same as mine. Doing this quiz, you know what? It's really like a one-on-one consultation with a nutritionist all without leaving your house. Now, when you're done, it recommends a specific vitamin and supplement plan for you. The vitamins, mine, my vitamins and supplements came so quickly. They come in these cute little packets. So really, you know what to take each day. And what I love is the packets have these little quotes on them. So, you know, I'm all alone during COVID. I'm taking my vitamins doing this show. But it's kind of like words of wisdom and encouragement. These, these quotes really are very self affirming. So I love these little packets. It's so much fun. And the thing is, you know what? February is the perfect time to start with care of because look, we've all had those big lofty new year's resolutions. I didn't meet mine. Did you meet yours? New year's resolutions don't have to be big. They could be small, little impactful changes. I truly feel better since I started taking these vitamins and supplements through care of, and I highly recommend you guys look into this. Now, let me tell you, by listening to this podcast, you get 50% off your first care of order. You go to takecareof.com. That's takecareof.com. Takecareof.com and you enter the code VELVET50. You got to enter the code VELVET50. If not, you're going to take the quiz. You're going to have fun. Your vitamins are going to arrive. You're going to take them. They're going to have the cute little sayings on the packet. And guess what? You're not going to get 50% off. So go to take care of and enter the code VELVET50 and you get 50% off your first order. I feel so much better. I'm happy. I have more energy. Whatever your goals are, just take the quiz. It really is fun and they will give you a plan that is best suited for you. Again, takecareof.com, enter code VELVET50 and start feeling better today. All thanks to Care Of Vitamins and Supplements. I mean- Well, how about you check in with me, David? We'll do check-ins. You can come back anytime you want. No, I mean, I feel that I would never let it go to my head because I- do this for a living. So I've seen like every story I've heard every story and it's like, there's an end for everybody. Like there's a day that it will be over for every single person. And then it's just like, you know, you still have something, but you should have just treated a lot of people nicer during your 10 year run or five year run or whatever it was. Yeah. Cause now you want back and it's like, nobody wants to help you get back. That's just what I've seen. 
what was I going to say? See, now you've got me. Now you've got me off track. I was going to ask you. No, I mean, I, I agree. So, okay, you guys won't, you know, you're not worried about it, basically. Not right now, no. What about who do you think got, like, the best edit? Like, somebody who in real life you've seen worse and just somehow their edit on that TV, you're like, they were look, they looked pretty good. Jen Shaw. Like you think she's worse than her edit? Yeah. I mean, I was there living it, experiencing it in person. And it was unfortunately a lot worse than what we saw. And we saw a lot. Yeah. And so that says a lot, right? (laughs) What about who do you think enjoys the fame the most? Lisa Barlow. What about who do you think got the worst edit? Like really is not that bad, I guess we'll use the word. I don't know if that's the right word, but it's just miss, I guess like just, you know, that they're painted in like a more negative light than they are in real life. I actually think that for the most part, we all got, we were all portrayed how we are. I think that I can't answer that because I think that it it was pretty true to how we are. Um, I feel like I wasn't always shown in my highest power, but I wasn't necessarily, I don't think I was shown bad. So. Right. So you think it was pretty accurate for almost everyone. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's good to know. Speaking of the reunion, have you learned that if you're going to bring receipts, you need to have them like printed out so some auntie could read them? Oh my God. That was the worst situation. So I could read it. You could. Yes, I could read it. And that's no shade to Andy. But I, I wish I, because I toyed with, I had talked to Andy about this actually. I said, should I bring a printed receipt or do you want to see my phone? And he goes, I want to see the printed receipt. But it's because, you know what a highlight, like in iPhone text messages, how it's blue for what you send? Yes. So that blue had, it just printed like dark. So it was, he was having a hard time reading. Um, but I posted it. I could have posted a lot more. Are you saying Andy needs glasses? No, <laughs> I mean, maybe I need to talk to him about that. <laughs> but you know, I mean, listen, Monique Samuels brought a whole binder. I was just like, you know, yeah. but you, you had receipts. So at least you knew to bring receipts. I think you were the only one. I, yeah, I still have receipts and I had a lot more receipts. So, you know, if we all get back on season two, I'm going to make sure that those are read. You haven't found out about season two, like particularly who's back and who's not. Are you sure about that? I can't answer that. <laughs> Listen, Whitney, this is, this is behind the velvet rope. David has sources everywhere in the world. Well, what are your sources saying? <laughs> I heard a, a rumor that season two, well, I mean, look, season two is green lit. I mean, Andy said that. Yeah. Uh-huh. My sources told me that you guys are actually filming. I can neither confirm or deny. (laughs) Okay. 
I'm no, gonna... we, we have been asked not to speak about season two quite yet. I get it. That makes sense. I mean, until I heard this, good job. You know, I don't want to make daddy mad. <laughs> Listen, if you lose your job because of me, then you know. Then we have bigger fish to fry. Seriously, no. I, I, my sources tell me that it's filming. You don't have to confirm or deny. And I believe that every single person is back. That's what my sources also told me. Which was my, even before this, that was my prediction. My prediction, like even, I, is that everyone's going to come back? Like there was chatter that certain people were going to go, but you know, I, I don't think anyone should go. I think it's, it's, it's a good cast. I actually think that everyone should be brought back and give a second chance, you know? So even though you don't like Lisa, so even though you don't like Lisa and Jen, you still will say they are, make a good show. Yes, absolutely. Um, even though they're difficult to work with, they make a good show. Who are you most... I mean, okay, let's just assume there's no season two filming yet because you haven't confirmed or denied that. Like, who would you be most, like, I guess, I don't know what the word is, like, apprehensive. Like, who do you think you're going to have the most problems with as the whole season plays out? Lisa more so than Jen. Yeah, I think here's what I've I've come to realize. Jen, I get accused of being Heather's lapdog. Lisa Jen is Lisa's puppet. And Lisa is the puppet masseter. And it breaks my heart because as we learned from the reunion, I don't actually know if it's No, this is part. yeah, it, it'll be out. Bye. Yeah, it'll be out this week. But as we learn from the reunion, Jen gives us a lot of insight into her behavior and what she is dealing with, with some of her own mental health issues and drinking and, you know, and, and I, that I feel that. I sympathize with her on that. And so it breaks my heart that someone that she thinks is a dear friend is ex may be exploiting that. And taking advantage of her weaknesses and her vulnerabilities to get what she wants done. You might have receipts for that. <laughs> there's, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of receipts being brought out at some point yeah, by I everybody. Hate, I hate the whole term receipts. I'm like, how about we just all own it and talk about it? But I know that's not how this game works. I'm not the one that came up with the term. Uh, you know, one day we didn't have that term, and the next day that was the official term. Did you come up with it? No. Oh. I yeah. did not. I'm not sure if I would have come up with that particular term. I might have chosen something differently. I don't know what I would have chosen, but I'm not sure that would have been the term. Well, let's see if behind the velvet rope can change the term. <laughs> Seriously. Some people love it, but I'm not sure that I love it. I'm over it. I yeah. like... Who did you, so now that the show is out, you know, you got advice from Katie, Lala, like who have you kind of become close with in the Bravo world? So Stephanie Holman and I have really hit it off. We were on a happy hour together for Halloween, a happy hour Zoom, and we just connected and she reached out to me right away and we talk often and she's such a sweetheart. I could see you guys getting along. Yeah. It's just, she's been really, really supportive. And then I've recently talked, of course, Lala and Katie, but um, 
that's, I mean, I've talked to a lot of the housewives from Dallas, pretty much all of them, with the exception of Tiffany. So mostly Dallas. Yeah. yeah, mostly Dallas. I think we have the most in common and, you know, we um, kind of aired and filmed around the same times. And, um, you know, I was talking with Bronwyn for a while, but then <laughs> we, we, we haven't spoken in a while, <laughs> but she's going through a lot right now. So. I mean, you look at me as if I, this, I don't know about. You look at me as if I'm going to say something. Why don't you speak to Bronwyn anymore? What happened? Nothing happened. There was no like incident. I think, um, she and I met through Carrie Brittingham. And as we all know, her and Carrie have gone through a lot in the press, the social media, and just naturally we kind of create a distance. That makes sense. You stayed in touch with Carrie though. Yeah, I mean, Carrie still reaches out to me. I still respond. Do you miss your friendship with Bronwyn? No, because we never had like a deep friendship. It was more of a, when she comes into town, because she came in, um, one of her friends owns a house in Park City. Um, oh, no. You know who, her, it's a Cottonwood house that, oh my God, I'm going to spill some tea here. You ready for this? I love tea. One of the houses that Jen rented for filming, her friend Noella owns it. Bronwyn's friend, Noella. And so they come here and stay in that house and they were going to be um, planning a ski trip to Park City and we were all going to meet up. But um, I, I get tested for COVID Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. <laughs> I don't know why, but I do. I don't know why, but you do. Um, <laughs> so I've just been very cautious about, you know, who I'm around, what, what's going on. But no, there was no beef. It just, you know, just naturally... We just stopped. If Bronwyn called me, I'd answer it. Do you believe all that Bronwyn has going on? Because a lot of people don't. I think, you know, that's just, I'm never going to judge or criticize someone's sobriety. I will never do that just because of my father. And I, I if I, I'm not even going to go there because that's so deep rooted in my family right um but a lot of the other stuff it it I do have to question now that I've been on this side of it how much is what's authentic right what's yeah authentic? and I can say like just in general I mean this is as an audience not geared towards Bronwyn I think that's the issue with a lot of it the minute the audience doesn't think what you are doing is real that's it they're they're done yeah so I, I wish her the best because I do believe that she did struggle with addiction and I, and I can see that clearly. So I wish her the best of luck. And, you know, with everything else going on in her life, coming out of the closet as a lesbian, I've had many friends, gay, lesbian, transgender. Um, so I, I, I don't want to shit on anyone's experience. So I'm going to choose to believe it. You know, and we'll just, I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> That's fair enough. Have yeah. you, because you speak that you have no beef, have you had any beef with any other housewives? No. Sometimes people cross state lines. Yeah, no, I, I have not had any beef with any other housewife. 
everyone's been super cool to me. That's good. It's what I'm trying to allude to is that I think that like Carrie and Bronwyn both had a lot going on in the media. So just naturally there was a separation for a minute and it's not that I want to answer their call if they called or anything. That makes sense. Well, there was just a situation where like Margaret and Dolores from New Jersey spoke out that they were upset with Carrie because of this, I'm not spilling anything. I shouldn't. It's on. Yeah. You saw that, right? They're upset because no, of how she's uh, like, because of how Carrie's treating Deandra on the show. I mean, like not they're, they're both fighting, but Margaret and Dolores are like, we don't like Carrie, you know, because of how she's treating Deandra. It, it's out there. I'm not spilling any personal phone conversations or anything so that so sometimes you know housewives cross state lines and get involved i just didn't know if anyone came for you from another no no one's came for me what about you know we have heather has rihanna slipping into her dms have you had anyone slip into your dms well you know rihanna followed me shortly after she followed heather but she has not yet slipped in my dms that's a good one yeah um cardi b posted me but didn't DM me. What did she post of yours? Um, she posted my facial expression with at luncheon with Mary and goes, bitch, what? <laughs> Cause I was like, <laughs> Cardi B's a good one too. Yeah. I, I will never forget that one. That's a good one. Rihanna. What do you want? Like, what do you hope people remember about you from season one? Like, it's over now. The reunion's over. Like, what do you want people to say when they're like, this was Whitney's, this is what we know, like, remember her from season one? Um, that I'm honest and kind. Those are good things. Yeah. Do you want to do anything different? <laughs> and you're fine? Yeah. Well, that's a good thing, too. Do you want to do anything different in season two? Like, do you think... We'll see a different Whitney. I'm not saying we should. I'm just saying. You'll definitely, yeah. If, if I get a season two, I am definitely going to speak my mind. I am going to own my voice, own my power, and hold people accountable to how they're treating me. I think if you get a season two, people will be shocked if you're speaking out and speaking back all the time. And I want to bring out more of the fun. It was a fun, listen, like, I think it was a great first season. I do. Well, there's like sides of Meredith we haven't seen yet. Like she is so much fun. And she my is. goal is bring that out. I think you'll do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> who do you think is the fan favorite? Like who do, like when you listen to the chatter? Heather. Yeah, Heather. I think she came across as the most like authentic, real. I mean, that's what I see online. And that's what I experience in real life too. Do you get involved in all the negative? Like you mentioned, there's so much hate. There is so much hate. Like, do you ever read? Like, you know, sometimes you go down that rabbit hole for years. Sometimes you go down for six months. Katie told you not to. Like, did you, do you go down there or did you? I have not. Um, that's good. No one- the one time where I got attached to someone I filmed with in a situation that was very difficult because it wasn't true. Um, but I, I just turned off my social media for three days. Right. But yeah, I mean, people, it's funny cause 
even though I get mostly love and support, I do get hate. And I just, I just like, like delete or I'll leave that one. Cause it's kind of funny. Like, That's what you do. I usually, I yeah. mean, I usually respond and just say, thank you so much for listening to my show. When I get hate, <laughs> I literally will go down and just, that will be my copy and paste. I and- love that. Fight back with love. Well, like when people come at hate, they literally cite specific shows and it's like, you just cited like 12 different shows. So you obviously hate it so much that you listen every day. Not sure that's hate. You're like, thanks for the support. (laughs) Seriously. Anything else? Oh, one more thing. If there's a season, if you are in season two or whatever, or not even that, what are you most over and would like to not carry over to season two? Grandfather fuckers, smells of hospitals, or people, three people being afraid of Jen Shaw or four, getting into who knew who and when people met. Exactly. Those are your four I, things. Which, which are you absolutely sick of hearing about? When... People met when Heather and Lisa officially met. I do not want to hear about that again. We talked at nauseum about this situation. I'm done. And I think hospital smells we've heard enough about. And yes, hospital smell lasted too many episodes. So. And grandfather, I mean, okay, we got it. That's the situation. I don't know what else we could really say about that right now. Before we go, I don't know what else I wanted to ask you. I'm like, you're, you've got me off my game here today, Whitney. I guess there was, well, there was, there was, no, no, no. There was something else that I was like, I really need to ask this. And I forgot what it was. Regrets. Would you do something Wait, different? Emotion. Is uh-huh. that off the game? No, but first of all, there are people, there's men that have cried on this show before. Meredith and Brooks got me off my game for a minute when they had a tender moment. I'm like, this is really like a family moment. I mean, in, in like a good way. I was like, this yeah. is a family moment, which I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm not going anywhere. I'll sit here and watch this all day. How is your business going? Iris and Bo. Amazing. I mean, obviously I didn't feature, I chose not to feature it season one. Um, I just really want people to get behind me as a person. (laughs) And um, even though it wasn't featured, like I have completely blown up. I've owned the business for four years. I um, have worked my ass off. I'm still very much in the hustle and the grind. And in fact, I just bought out my business partner and I own it 100% by myself. I'm running it by myself and I am grinding and we are growing and we're disrupting and it's amazing. Um, and you'll learn more about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be going through a really exciting exercise here soon and I cannot wait to share it with everyone. That's good. I mean, that's gotta be a good byproduct of the show. Like I'm sure it doesn't hurt the business or Heather's business or any like Meredith Marks jewelry. Like it's a great platform. For yeah. That. Iris and Bo has completely blown up. Um, and you know, and I'm super proud because I didn't just start a business cause I was on the show, right? Like I, I've been doing this thing for four, almost five years. So it's amazing to see my little baby taking off. 
the power of housewives, right? Yes. It's Listen, phenomenal. It was a great first, I think it was a great first season. I think, you know, I loved it. So I, have I, I loved it. And, you know, I, I may be biased, but I thought it was a great season as well. What does your husband say? Like, as he watches it, does he think it's like just funny and humorous? Is he like, I can't believe we showed all this? Like, does he just say, do you do you? Like, does he have any opinions about being on the show? Yeah, he, he's so supportive. And it's funny because whenever we watch it, um, we're both kind of like holding our breath, right? Like what, what's, what's going to be shown? How are they going to talk about this? How are we going to look? But overall he's happy. He's super proud of me. And again, just doesn't want me to lose sight of who I am. That's good advice. Yeah. But he's super, super excited and supportive about what it's doing for me professionally, the growth that I've had it's, it's translating as success in many aspects of my life. So I'm super thrilled. And so is he. I love it. And here are my two final questions. Do you think, cause like it's housewives. So like, do you think as season two is filmed, which is a well-known fact that it's coming back. Do you think like the Mormonism is going to fade into the background and just not really be discussed anymore? Or do you think it's just an inherent part of, and I'm not saying it should or not. I'm just asking, you know, because there's other housewife shows like that don't have a religious aspect. Again, I'm not saying one way or another, but like, do you think it will just become like housewives and won't be Mormonism and people that sleep with their grandfathers and then that has a connotation that that's what people in Utah do? Do you think all that will just dissipate? Or do you think this is just, it'll always have this, you know, a good Mormon shouldn't drink and a good Mormon shouldn't have sex and all this other stuff. Well, I think that it'll, it'll fade some, but the reality of living in Salt Lake city is that is an overarching, um, like control that we have here. Like you can't escape it living in Salt Lake city because this is the headquarters of the Mormon church. And in many ways, that controls our daily life, whether you're Mormon or not. However, I hope it, I hope it fades a little, and I would anticipate that it will, but it still regulates a lot of things that we do feel, think, living here in Salt Lake City. I, I can see that. And my last question, is there anything else that you would like to cover? I've had my own agenda, so you had your wine that like, helped you deal with all my questions, but like, I like to give people a chance at the end, like anything I didn't bring up that you want to bring up. No, I think that you did an amazing job. I feel like we covered most everything. We, we covered a lot. Yeah. We covered a lot. Yeah. You were very I, open and honest. I, you know, that is one thing I pride myself on. I'll, I'll own anything that I do or say. I mean, you know, and you've, you've kept yourself out of like trouble for the, but there hasn't been a lot of crazy online stuff for Salt, like the some, but not like insane, like some other franchises so far. So. Yeah, we've, we've been lucky, but I think that's just part of like going into it being real. Right. And exposing yourself, if you will. That's the only way to do it. Like, I think that's great advice that Katie Maloney gave to you because I don't know. It's, 
hard to remember what you're supposed to talk about and wait, I'm supposed to hide this from the world. And it's just, and I don't think it works. Like everything comes out at, anyway. So right. you might as well just say everything. Well, I just feel like I have so many layers, so many sides. Um, so I hope we get to explore and see more of those. Cause I'm a I, lot of things that people like my skincare company, Iris and Bo, for example, no one even knew I had, I had my own company that I run and I've developed my own line. So it's really fun to like, just peel back the layers and keep going. So. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people, like if they don't really follow you closely on social media, I don't think they would know that either. No, people are still like when they learn about it, they're blown away. You're like, like I have, <laughs> in a way, I thought that was a difference with Salt Lake that you all do have for the most part, like real jobs. Yeah. I mean, or real companies. Yeah. And this is no shade to the other franchises, but more so than a lot of the other franchises. Like you have yeah. true jobs, each of you are businesses. Yeah, we do. We're all businesswomen. So it's really cool. And I think that's, it's a really interesting dynamic that I think we'll con hopefully continue to see, you know, grow. Did you have any res like, did you, did it stand out to you that you were the youngest by quite a bit in a, in some cases was that, I mean, you're really, you know, as far as housewives, like you're one of the youngest ever. I, yeah, I think it it's an honor. <laughs> like, that I'm am one of the youngest ever, but I've held my own. I like, I think it's kind of cool. I think yeah. a lot of people like to see that the younger housewives. Listen, I mean, I don't say to anyone. It's just, it's new. It's different. Um, and that's one reason I think I liked Salt Lake city so much is the, you know, us women all being business women plus young, like, I am the youngest. It's a whole different dynamic with the women because I trigger the shit out of them. <laughs> you do. And you have diversity right from the get-go. So there's no yeah. issues on that that need to be dealt with at a later date. So I think I think they got it right. This cast is... Where can everybody find you online? Um, irisandbow.com. And then at Whitney Wild Rose is my Instagram handle. And then my business is at irisandbow. And that's, uh, Bo is B-E-A-U. Everyone needs to follow you. They need to try out your products. And listen, anti-aging, like, I mean, I'm all you for know, that. We all need it. Um, kind of. Yeah. And it's like you, it's not just about anti-aging. It's about just being healthy too. Um, yeah. So go and follow me. Check out irisandbo.com. Um, DM me. I would love to answer any questions and hook you up. And I need to get you some Iris and Bow. I'll take it. Yeah, I think you're going to love it. As long as that's... Really nice skin. That's what everyone says. I don't know why, but do I... You, do you eat well? Yes and no. Does that make any sense? A lot of water. Yeah. I drink a lot of sparkling water <laughs> or yeah. water, like, but I love like a flavored sparkling water, which is still water. It is. You look very hydrated. Or water healthy so that's I don't know but everyone says I have good skin I'm not sure where that comes from I mean I have an okay skincare regimen I don't have the best it's but actually, I, you it, you're healthy and you probably have good genetics and 
And I have like, and I do eat healthy, but then I don't eat healthy. Like if that yeah. makes sense. Like I'm not one of those crazy people that's like, oh God, I just had like two pieces of cake and a pizza. Like that's a normal, but for the most part, I will eat healthy most days. But if it's not a healthy day, then I'm, um, like I'll eat everything in front of me and then some. Yeah. Well, it's all about balance, right? It's good to have like cheat days. Absolutely. You know, at the beginning of quarantine, I figured like just every day would be a cheat day, but I have pulled myself back to normal because the world is, this isn't how it's going to go. I'm not going down without a fight. Let's put it that way. No, that's a good mentality to have right now. (laughs) But you have good skin too. So, but everyone should follow you. I I will DM you. We'll, We'll keep in touch. You've been fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for doing this. It's the end of the season. So like, I know you're busy. I'm sure you want to talk about other things than the whole season you just lived, but I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. I'm happy to be here with you. So have the best night. Anytime. Everyone follow Whitney and I will DM you and keep you posted when this is coming out. Okay, please do. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.